yeah, because we're a Samsung house, so, you know, Apples aren't going to do us any good. Um, But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the weird thing here. It's like, I don't need an Apple Watch. I keep getting, like, people asking me about getting one or reasons to get one. It's like, dude, I have a MacBook. That's it. Everything else. Well, Sarah has an iPhone, but she only got the iPhone because it was, like, the cheapest cheapest option when she was getting a, a smartphone mm-hmm. and like, we have nothing but samsung like things in our home yeah samsung is just superior in my opinion but that's you know it is what it is we have to we have to we got to be different from bobby somehow right we, green bubbles for life right hey green <coughs> green bubble mafia well, he texted me earlier um he, he texted me earlier today because they're, they're going to record Nerd Rage on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I asked him a couple of days ago, like, hey, what day are you recording next week? He was like, we don't know yet. And I was like, well, look, I'm available Monday if you need because mm-hmm. um, I'm off. And he was like, okay, um, I'll That's let weird. you know um, tomorrow. So I got a text from him. I just let me know, hey, uh, we'll record Monday at two. Is that good? I was like, that works for me. I can make it happen. And when I sent the, he he replied back to me, and I was like, should I reply back just to kind of like fuck with them some more? Just because I know how much he hates it. It's like, oh, oh yeah, 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 you got a fucking Android. Yeah, so like it's, that's the only reason I text him just so he has to see the green bubble. It, it, it feels. Oh, well, I mean, same thing. Like, you know, now that I know it bothers him, I kind of want to do it more. Yeah, it's like I love Bobby, yeah, but like, I don't you know. text for any reason. All right, so uh, might as well do an intro to the show because we just talk off the beginning. So, guys, welcome back to the Now You Made It Awkward podcast. Technically, episode 57, but this may just end up being a bonus uh, because this is kind of a sequel to an episode of Off the Mats that we'll be dropping sometime soon from my friend Dante over here. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's my cue. That's your cue. Literally, I cued you up. That's great. Um, but uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's weird being on the other end. Like, I'm so used to like fucking with things on my side and like, okay, I'm going to introduce the show. Now I'm a guest. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, you now you don't wow. know what to do with your hands. That's what it's like. Yeah, you're. Li- I'm watching you fidget. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, you literally have no idea what to do with your hands. It's fine. Um, no, but, but I don't. I'm sitting here tweaking, tweaking the screen because it's annoying me. But I don't care. The patrons are going to see it. Hello, patrons. Thank you for your patronage. Um, they will get the full uncut thing over there. Uh, but uh, uh, do you have a release date for the for the episode we did last week? Did you finish editing it? Um, what's today? Today it, is Thursday. Still, no, not yet. Actually. So it's not this Monday. It's the following Monday after this one. Okay. Okay. So so what? So this will be this will be the mm-hmm. teaser for that episode because this will come out next week. So, um, I don't so know. I don't know dates anymore. Four or twenty twenty six. Okay. So there you go, guys. So if you're watching or you're listening to this episode, the episode that we recorded for uh, one of his podcasts, uh, we'll be dropping on that day. So uh, you do have Off the Mats, and then you have So You Like Horror, and then also uh, my favorite new show, Columpton uh, Beer Club. Well, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed. Uh, I let Steve know. I was like, hey, we're getting some love out in Texas now, son. Yep. It was very cool. 
Yep, I did. I did hear that. I did hear that, and then I played it back again because I just want to hear more about me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's more about me. It's fine. I love that. And uh, we talked. Well, it was like three hours almost last week. It was crazy. Hopefully, we don't do that tonight. But you know, it is what it is. But uh, if you want to give a little background on you, just so people have a little. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's always a weird question because I never really fucking know which to tell people. It's like, so I was born in Detroit, Michigan in 1978. Um, And that's it. That's all we need to know. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as it was mentioned, I I host uh, the Off The Mats podcast, which is supposed to be a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu podcast. But honestly, it's whatever the fuck I want it to be. I don't... I typically have grapplers on as guests, but also I just like to talk to people. So it's whatever. Uh, and then that that's basically because I do practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I, I love horror movies, so that's why we did the horror podcast. And Colompton is really a beer review show, but it's not really. It's just it's a beer drinking show. Shit. As as, as yeah, I think I put it when we met when we met at the. At Skullstice, so that's you know our, our our minor background there. We met at uh, the yearly party for Bobby with, from Bobby Skullface Skullstice, which yeah, the patrons would yeah. have seen a little bit and, of. And it, Sorry, I've, I've got too and, much. And that's shit. the I'm thing like, too. <laughs> I don't know where to put anything. I've got too much stuff on my desk. Ah, but no, I. That that's why it's good when I record upstairs in my room because I don't have an option. I only can have the laptop and the mic <laughs> downstairs. I have the table and it's like, I have a, like a dry erase board, like other microphones, uh, uh, all this bullshit action figures. Yeah. Like a sword, uh, like fucking edibles that I'm just like teasing Steve. Like, dude, we should take these <clears throat> or, or Marilyn Phil even like anytime Marilyn Phil comes over to record, I'll pull out the edibles like, oh, no. come on, dude, just have one with me. I want to see you oh. cut loose. He's like, no, oh, no, no, because no. I might get tested at work. He's like, no, you won't. He's like, I that, will. That, you that know, day, I might get tested too. That day, you know. <laughs> see, luckily, luckily <laughs> for my, for my job, they only test when you've had an accident or injury. So my look, it would be the worst thing to happen to me. That's just enough to have me go to get tested, you know. But I, I know that at least CBD products they they exclude, but not uh, the harder stuff. So. You know, it so, is what it is. I don't know what the rules are at my job. You might want to ask. Like, I'm not sure if, like, because I know when when I got hired on, they were excited. They're like, "Look, we're, you know, can you start on this date?" And I was like, "Well, I want to give a proper two week notice for my job, but also let's not hire me before the background check and the drug screening, just yeah. in case." I don't know. The world is goofy. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because you, also, and, you told and, and, the story how Steve was one of your references, and they called him, but you were basically going in for orientation the day they called him, or day yeah. the next day. It was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, that, they're yeah, doing I was great on at that. orientation. Yeah, that's hilarious. So yeah. wait, how long have you well, been? I think, at, um, I've been. I started May first. Oh, okay. So uh, that that lets me know a little either how far behind I was starting Colompton. Cause like it was like when I started it, you were about to go to the new job, and then I was playing a little bit of catch up, and now I, I jumped ahead to the current episode. So you know it, it's weird when when you're getting to know somebody by proxy, 
a little bit. You know, same thing with like <laughs> when, when you when you guest on uh, Nerd Rage, which is where I first uh, learned of you at all. Actually, you know, um, and uh, you know, you never know when the episode might drop. It might be two weeks from now. You you have no idea when in the recording schedule yeah. and when. You know, we we uh, number these episodes when we record them, so it's like okay, we can't we kind of get stuck that way. But I'm never like I don't have banked episodes, so like usually if there's a delay, it's because we screwed up, you know, and it's it's still real time, so to speak. Um, yeah, often Matt's I have like episodes kind of like Phil came over and recorded uh, the newest episode of So You Like Horror, and while he was here. I was like, look, let's just do a bonus off the mats episode and just have it, you know, kind of stashed away in case I run into another incident where I'm short. Mm-hmm. And um, like usually that one I can do that with even so you like horror, I can get away with it. Colompton is a weekly show where we sit down and we just talk about whatever's going on for the week. Yeah. But it's still a little like like there's no reference, like you know. We could be, I, I couldn't tell you what episode was what. Yeah, exactly. Other than like, I think episode two was called "Losing Our Losing Losing Our Religion" because <laughs> we talked really heavily about our lack thereof of religion in our lives, and and what it was like for us growing up, and just kind of shitting on Christianity and every, <laughs> you know every uh, Scientology, That's just great. all of it, just like fuck all of it is stupid, and. And, you know, that's the only episode I could tell you that's where that's at. Anything else? I don't I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, like, just listen. <laughs> like, I go I go by uh, the titles usually because you either if it's not a completely like off the wall title, it's going to be something that's referenced in the episodes. So, like, you know, episode numbers mm-hmm. only matter like a week or two back after that. Who cares? You know, that's why I always have the whatever crazy uh, yeah. titles like. Uh, whenever Ricky went up to do Nerd Rage 400, you know, and then he came back, we recorded right after he came back. So the episode's called "You Got Those Nerd Rage Juices on You." Um, so you know that way we know. Um, so that kind of stuff, but also nobody else gives a shit about that other than me, right? You know, nobody, no, none of the other cast members <coughs> are uh, are in on that. Um, but I was just making sure I don't have any comments or anything to read before we get rolling. Usually do that. And I will, of course, give a shout out to uh, my co-hosts who aren't here. Uh, so Ricky, who uh, does work for uh, Nerd Rage Radio on the Facebook, making their promos. Wait, don't you? Do you do the Facebook? Or did you? I was trying to remember. Once in a while. Yeah, I was going to say. Because I think our first interactions technically were on the Nerd Rage Facebooks. You know, over the yes. over the years, which is, and then I found out it was you. I was like, "That's even funnier," because we've technically been nerding out back and forth a little bit on Facebook through Nerd Rage, and then I do it with Phil on Twitter, <laughs> which is which is actually funny. So yeah, Phil, anything that Phil posts to Twitter it usually goes in the Nerd Rage notes on Facebook. Yes, and those notes are what I will share to the Facebook when I remember that there's still a Facebook. I always forget. And I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't posted on that in like two months. Whoops. It is so. what it is, though. But uh, because I was just thinking about that. But also, uh, Ricky does the uh, Realm Hatton Project on Friday nights on the Realm of Collecting Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. So that's twice I fucked that up. That's what happens when we don't record for two weeks. I can't get my spiel correct. And then, of course, you can follow me at all the Shoki-related things in the description down below. And, of course, I will link all of Dante's things 
as well for this episode. Um, because I definitely suggest go over there and at least check out one of the shows. I have not gotten to uh, So You Like Horror just yet because I'm just... I, I'm, like, there's episodes I want to listen to, especially, like, the Decades episodes. Those are the ones I'm really interested in. Yeah. Um, so those are the ones I'm like... But, you know, like, Colompton is kind of my go-to. Off the mats, I'll, I'll scroll and be like, if the title interests me, I'll be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. Because uh, that's right, and plus, like with the with the jujitsu stuff, it's interesting because it's something that's so foreign to me. So to hear, you know, yourself, and if you have another guest who's another grappler, you know, really talking about it, you know, nerding out about it. I talked I talked to Alan about this uh, yesterday. You know that when you're when you're in 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 your gym, you're training with other people, like you're you're both BJJ nerds, but also you might be nerds for other stuff you might be into other things much like the collecting the comic books movies whatever something like that um so like sometimes you can you're there to you're there to wrestle with somebody but you might build up a relationship with your other hobbies that you've discovered together and that's a great way to build community um and it's something i'm, I'm sorely lacking in my life uh, at the moment so i've got to find something other than beer drinking to uh find more community i mean it's an expensive habit. That's why. <laughs> well, I guess jujitsu is probably most are. Mm. Yeah, hat collecting as well. I just got this new hat in, so like I have for everybody who knows, I'm 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 addicted to buying these stupid, actually, well, you know, nicely done hats. Um, actually, I do have a video coming out for that. <laughs> I actually filmed a video where I, I bought the the proper branded hat hangers and put them up where I could have my hats out of the way. So the wife will stop yelling at me. Um, cause like it's inst instead of shoes, I collect these hats. Um, and this is their new in, in their new independence line for July 4th. So this is their stealth okay. stealth America one. It's got the stripes under the bill and stuff like oh, that, but they actually got one that's like red, white, and blue looks pretty cool. And then they got one that's more like Navy colors. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, but I'm a dork, so it is what it is. Um, cause we all I, are. Yeah, because I, I just talked with Alan about all the crap I got in. Um, I don't want to go over all that. I want to kind of keep a little bit more focused with you because we kind of have a very specific topic to go through tonight with uh, time travel stuff. And uh, did you did you get through both movies that you said you were going to watch? No, I, I thought about it as I was starting to plug everything up. I was like, shit, I didn't watch Primer. Okay, so like, I, I, I did watch both. Here. I, yeah, so I watched Primer, Primer, and Time Lapse uh, today. Okay, you found uh, Well, yeah. So yeah, no, I signed up for Tubi, and I was like, oh, there it is. Um, and the fact that uh, Time Lapse has uh, Danielle Panabaker in it was a selling point for me. Okay. Um, yeah, she's like one of my, you know. Either way, so <laughs> it's like, what can I say? I like the the, the skinny the skinnier brunettes with brown eyes. I can I, you know all day long. So. Um, that's not an insult to thicker ladies, but just for her, it works out really well. Um, even though she was more blonde in this movie. But uh, the other thing I did want to mention, uh, I I didn't know until the wifey came home. There's a new season of Black Mirror on Netflix, and we watched the. Oh, it started! It started. The first episode fucked my brain up. Like, Fuck. dude, like, it, go, watch it when you get a chance, uh, because I, I it, can't watch it without sarah oh, I, well, same thing we, we burn the bed yeah but like the uh the first episode because you know how they do they drop it all at once but then the old series is not in order 
Like it makes no so like you'll start mm-hmm. at five and we we watched half like started at the top and we watched halfway through season five and then realized we were at the tail end and then went back and we started watching it from season one in reverse order, which is difficult to do in the way they have it laid out and you can't go boop boop and flip the shit. Um and yeah. especially considering there's there's like a loose connection through a lot of it. And then in season five, they make like hard connections between their earlier seasons and season five. There's like a, in like one episode, I think there's references to all five seasons in one episode. So, but this first episode of season six, like we didn't, we didn't do like Bandersnatch. We didn't do that one. And I think there was one other spinoff they had and we didn't do that either, but we just the normal episodes, this first one, uh, Oh, what was it called? I just watched the fucking thing. You know, I think I'd remember it right off the bat. Um, it's not. Uh, hold on, it's right here in my face because I just turned on Jones. Netflix. Uh, it's hold on, Black Mirror. I just watched the fucking thing. It's something about Joan. Uh, Joan, Joan is, awful. is awful. Okay, so here's the thing. No, I, I don't even need to see that because now yeah. I'm in, now I want to watch it. I know. And uh, so. I can't. I think, I think what they're gonna do with this. So they're not to go too in deep. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but um, it's normally for anybody who has not seen Black Mirror, it is very much, you know, it, it literally turns a mirror on humanity with parables of the dangers of technology, you know, basically. And this one, I believe that our friend Joe would definitely be on board for. Because, like, with his profit of the faceless idea, it, it delves into that concept a bit with this episode. Um, it like it in the twist was interesting because there's always some kind of twist, right? There's always some like extra fuck you in there. And I was like, yep, yeah. Um, so considering like the the time travel or time manipulation movies that I'd already watched this week that already kind of fucked with my brain. I watched that before coming here to talk to you. I'm like, I, my brain is mush right now. I was like, I, I don't even know if I can comprehend everything I just saw. Um, so um, we, we had in, very interesting conversations on your show and then in texting back and forth, but apparently we're both time travel nerds. So that's kind of the primer for this episode to it i went there i fucking went there um so time travel is fucking complicated in in movies Mm -hmm. and tv shows well i go ahead no you no you go first um i I think like you're piggybacking off what you just said there is it's difficult in in movies in media period i i think a big part of the difficulty that they experience in media is that there's no universal ideal on how to really address time travel. Everyone wants to be, they want to do it where it's super convenient to their story, Mm -hmm. such as back to the future or, or Avengers Endgame. Yeah. You know, those specific ones, as much as we all love back to the future, it's not a very good time travel movie, but it's a fun movie. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, it, it's so the funny thing is it, it depends on your on your position on how time travel is handled. And the funny thing is, 
comparing, say, Back to the Future, which was kind of simplified, but then they actually really started getting a little fucky with, with the idea of paradoxes and you know what happens when you screw up your own future. Uh, Primer tries to do its best to not replicate that. I think they even kind of talk about it in the movie, but then by the end of Primer, they are doing that. They are doing the Back to the Future problem exactly in there, which is interesting, but without the caveat of you erasing your own self, but you're also talking the difference of traveling 55, 30, 50, or 100 years versus four days, you know? So (laughs) that's a big deal. Like, but in regards to Endgame, the idea that basically that was just the multiverse theory or multiple timeline theory expressed, you know, if you go back and you change something, it creates a new branch timeline. And then in in their case, it was mostly when you steal the stones, you create a branch timeline. And then that has to be fixed or the universe falls the fuck apart, which we'd never see it fall apart. But I like how Loki kind of cleaned that up a little bit with their explanation of how time travels handled, how the timelines work, how the time war happened. Not, you know, not Doctor Who time war. Because uh, Doctor Who's version of time travel is ridiculous. We can get into that a little bit more. But... Uh, but the way that Loki kind of simplified it, but also made it more complicated by the end was, was interesting how every decision creates another timeline. Everything branches off from every little, you know, tiny decision. They covered that again in, uh, not multiverse of madness. The other one, um, quantum quantum mania dealt with the same thing. Cause of course we're dealing with Kang. So the idea that, you know, even in the, uh, the probability engine, Basically, where you know every little decision Ant Man was trying to make along the way resulted in another him splitting off, you know, until they all came to the same conclusion of what they needed to do, and then they all kind of focused in the same direction. Um, which is, you know, that's when you start playing with reality in regards to time travel. But, um, I, I think that if you're traveling back in time, that's where you're always going to have issues. If you're traveling forward in time, it seems to be the easiest, you know, clearly you're just skipping over events, you know, like, like the, if we're going all the way back to the time machine, you know, he's literally just traveling forward through time, you know, the whole time and, you know, no pun intended. So very easy, very, very simple way to go about it. Oops. We just skipped a thousand years. Uh, let's see what humanity's like now. And then, oh wait, we have sub subhuman creatures and then the other ones and the moons exploded what the hell has happened here you know that kind of shit um and then whatever technically happens at the end of that movie because it gets a little weird um yeah yeah but i like um so so let me ask you this in regards to it do you prefer the more grounded approach to time travel in in regards to doing the thing or like the more fantastical I prefer now, um, as I've grown up, and because I think about the shit all the time, like all, all, all the time. Because I don't have enough other shit to think about, <laughs> but I prefer more grounded, like ideals to it, just because, you know, there is the ideal of like, okay, if you go back and you change something, like Back to the Future, give you a simplified answer. Well. Everything's going to, you know, mostly everything's going to be the same except for 
you know, the thing that you change. Oh, like your dad's cool now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, your and family's that, rich. You know, yeah. Versus, you know, if this were more grounded, he goes back, he gets hit by the car and stuff. His mom, it unravels every fucking thing. Yeah. And, and, and they, when they did back to the future too, they did a, it, it kind of went a little bit more into that, it still wasn't perfect, but they did touch a little further into that because when he went back to his home that he thought was his home, yeah, there was a black family living there. And yeah. that's more in that pocket because it's like, okay, there's going to be some big changes. And, you know, your home isn't probably going to be this home. It's going to be someone else's home. And, you know, they were moving in the right direction. And then they made the third one. So, well, the third one. The third one just didn't show the consequences of it. The second one showed consequences of of traveling through time and making changes in the past. But, of course, that was because uh, old Biff went back to young Biff, gave him the almanac, and then whenever they tried to return to 1985, they didn't know that it had already been changed because 2015 hadn't even been changed, with the exception of the deleted scene of old Biff fading out of existence because he now negated his own existence, which that is the one complicated like extremely complicated problem with the back to the future movies is that most of their actions should remove them from the timeline, you know? Correct. So, but the, I've always thought that basically if you spend enough time with the DeLorean, you're kind of more immune to the effects of time travel because doc never suffers any ill effects like ever. And he was the one who developed it and he spent the most time time traveling with it even if he did stuff off screen that we never saw, like his first trip to 2015, however long he was doing that, you know, and then of course he ends up going elsewhere, but he never suffers any consequences other than the fact, like at one point he loses his fortune and like he gets committed, but he's not committed. But also the fact that the, the biggest issue is that it, it kind of, this comes into uh, what happens in primer when you go back in time and then you move forward through time. Now, at some point, there's going to be multiples of you in the same place because it's the mm-hmm. same timeline that you're just moving around in, even if there's consequences. So at the end of Back to the Future 1, Marty comes back from 1955 a little bit early so that he can go and try to save Doc, and he watches this version of Marty go through all the stuff with the Libyans and then escape and go back in time to 1955. But they've already altered this timeline. So it's not even the same timeline, you know, not, not just that he, you know, had a different effect on his parents, but the fact that twin pine small is now lone pine mall, you know, that's one of those little details. And, uh, but the fact that now we have a, a thing that I'm guessing in a way, no, even though you'll have duplicates depending on when you come in and out, because we see that in Back to the Future too, of course, you know, when there's Marty on stage and Marty crawling overhead, which apparently had to always happen, which is the complicated part. So, fucking causal loops are a pain in the ass when it comes to these things. Yes. Um, so, th- that's one of the things I think about too when when you say basically Marty's there and Marty's also on stage and ultimately that's something that would have to have always happened. And, you know, that kind of takes you to lost, Yes. you know, when they start fucking around with time travel there, because, you know, and, and, and they even kind of pointed out 
you know, as the hatch is being made, you know, they're like, oh, they're making our hatch. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, you know, Jack's like, oh, we got to blow, you know, we got to blow up the hatch. We can't let the hatch be made. Yeah. Ultimately, they were kind of probably the reason why that shit happened anyway. They like all, you know, all of it. They're the cause, you know, and it just gets so goofy with when it comes to Lupin and going in the past. Mm-hmm. They, there, there was something I had seen. I want to say maybe two to three years ago, somewhere recently, and you know, this is all just you know bullshit. People talking, mm-hmm. but a theory of time travel is like a road, but it's a one way road. Yeah. You can't go back in time because i guess what they're saying is and and it doesn't make sense but it makes sense Mm -hmm. they're saying basically that path has been uh made so you can't go there and it sounds goofy because well it has been made because we lived it but what they're saying is it's a path that you can't touch anymore because it's already done yeah but you can travel forward because there's potential and and it's it's a different it's a difference like even if you think about it in the in the idea of expended energy to go back would mean to bring back that energy that's already been expended into the universe in one way or another. So to move forward, fine, because everything still hasn't happened. That energy hasn't been used. Those things haven't been made. To go backwards would would kind of fuck with <clears throat> the laws of those types of physics, which is why they usually say the, the speed of light is basically like the temporal barrier. Nothing should be able to go past the speed of light because in theory, with relativity, you would be traveling backwards or aging backwards or how yeah. perceiving time backwards, which is, you know, how some more sci-fi type movies do, you know, with space travel and stuff like that. Like, whoops, we, we went too fast and we actually went back in time, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, light year, light year played around with that kind of stuff. Um, which people forget mm-hmm. light year is a time travel movie, uh, both forward and backwards, uh, in, in reference, talk about going back in time and fucking with your past self. You know, that was, that was an interesting one in that one, but also, changing the past which is was a whole part of it and like it always looked at it like it's one thing when you accidentally go back in time right you find yourself back in time like what what is that uh what is that james franco show the one with the kennedy assassination whatever that's that oh uh something yeah or whatever yeah that you know so he you know his friend basically is like hey i got a weird time travel closet and he's like what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but like, it's like basically it it's like diner it comes it's to my okay. diner there's a closet it'll take you back to this specific date and time and then you can but that one was interesting because you could play with it you go back in there and you know eventually they're trying to stop the assassination of kennedy right um mm-hmm. and then but you go back all the way to like 1960 one or something you like you go back way too far so he actually ends up living five years in the past but like a couple times he just goes and then he comes back and then it resets all the way back to the original point whenever you leave and come back with the exception of when he finally spoilers does the the quote-unquote right thing complete submission and comes back to a dystopian time chart the only time he saw a difference in the future because nothing had changed up to that point. He hadn't made any effects. And then, um, but, you know, that was an interesting one because it was both multiverse and also mixed in, like, some butterfly effect because he could remember any changes he made 
you know, you could go back and be like, okay, I screwed this up. Let me go back and I'll fix it. Except that you always had to go back to the same save point and then hope, you know, wait until you get to your fuck up and not fuck it up again. But with the knowledge that you fucked it up. So do you cause another fuck up and trying to not fuck it up? Right. <sighs> and that's, that's, and that's where you don't go. It, it gets real slippery with uh course correcting mm-hmm. because that's the ideal too of going back in time. What was meant to happen will always happen no matter what you do, no matter what you try to do, something will always get in your way. Like with James Franco trying to go back to the campus, there's always every time. And, and, you know, but then once he started doing it enough, he started figuring out how to get around it, which is how we get to the dystopian ending that you would get because he was like, look, I know this is coming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dodge this. I know this is coming. I'm going to avoid that. I know this yeah. is coming. He, he had it all figured out. So, and that's, it gets tricky. Yeah. And that's kind of also where you get um, the, uh, what what do they technically call it? Where you just got stuck in a, time, a temporal loop, you know, Groundhog Day style. You know, you live the same yeah, moments yeah. over and over until you eventually fix the thing that you're supposed to fix and, you know, or, and so many shows have done it that I actually, you know, I enjoy. Like I like what Stargate SG One did when it was him and Tilk stuck in a loop until they figured out how to stop uh, the Stargate from exploding. But at some point, they just gave mm-hmm. up and just started fucking around, like playing golf. They're like, "What are you doing? What are you? Do-? It's like, what are you doing, Colonel O'Neill? And they're just playing golf into the gate because they just like they don't care today. They're taking today off. Um, I mean, you have the freedom at that point. You know, you know what time it is literally yeah yeah but like i like the idea that you could only go back in time so far but like it's an annoyingly short amount of time like you got six minutes fuck what am i gonna do (laughs) in six minutes it's like go back you got six minutes to fix this Uh, 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 you know you can't even get anywhere can't even do anything uh but you know they always say it's like well you got two weeks you got two days you, you know 24 hours some amount of time where you can fix this one thing from happening that caused all this i mean star trek did it uh next generation did it at one point uh where they got stuck in a loop like that and they had to figure out how to get out how to avoid the other ship hitting them and exploding and then you know they had to send themselves a message through the next loop you know that kind of stuff um which is always fun you know it's you know when they kind of try to figure it out and they also you know when when you're in space you can just make up whatever the fuck you want um as to how time travel works i like how the later seasons of like voyager for instance they're just like okay we're gonna do a lot of time travel time travel is now gonna be our new thing you know because we, we've done all the other stuff let's let's do time travel to the point that the the so-called time division of starfleet in the future literally says that voyager shows up on our scopes way too often y'all need to quit this shit like you guys keep fucking with time, please stop. <laughs> you get to a certain point, also, you know, with a series or a movie or anything. Once you introduce the idea of time travel, you know that now it's just, you know, you've you've kind of gone off the rails, and you kind of give yourself a reset button or or a get out of jail free card to some degree. Yeah, because you can just say, oh well, time travel. You can you can undo a decision that was made in the previous season or something like killing off a uh-huh. a character or whatever or like uh, the um, oh uh, it's a wonderful life you know where you basically like you know you yeah. wish yourself out of other people's lives but then you come back in later 
even uh, even Castle did that for one episode, which was funny. You know, they they had already done all the weird tropes like aliens and you know G men and and whatever. So then they did time yeah. tra- time travel wishmaster style kind of shit by accident, um, where he wished himself out of yeah. you know. But but I always like those episodes because the the version we know of the character takes the place of the character that is in that universe and has no idea how to live their life, you know? Mm. And I always find that interesting. So that's something that, you know, I think about too, when it comes to the ideal of time travel movies or shows or whatever it may be is, you know, primarily you'll have instances where there's physical time travel. Like you're moving about and, you know, with time lapse, it was a little bit different Mm. because you had a camera that was kind of predicting the future for them or predicting events. Yeah. And it it got that movie kind of was fucky. That that movie got a little fucky by the end of it, and yeah. like the the tw- and I knew yeah. that they're watching it. You know, my brain starts ticking, and I'm just like, okay, there's something else going on here, and I know we're gonna find out what it is, and of course we eventually do find out what it is. But then you, with that movie in particular, go watch it on Tubi for free, y'all. It's just right there. You don't even have to pay for anything. I just discovered Tubi, so I was like, I can. Go watch movies and really, I knew of it, but I never bothered to use it. I already have so many other streaming services, but like the what the one thing I liked about the end, not going into too much spoilers, was the the hubris and the arrogance kind of of that mm-hmm. uh, that particular character because yeah, yep. they thought they could fix events. Without realizing that's not what was happening here, like yeah, you're yep. just being shown what you're going to do, and then they they hard adhere to it instead of trying to avoid it, and in trying to avoid it, they realize that they end up making it all happen. Like the, it was a lot of predestination kind of stuff, but yeah, but the 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 funky twist in that in that movie. Uh, it was just basically, it's just normal human type hubris, you know, and that's usually how it goes. You know, we, 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 we get big in our, in our own head and, and like it happened with almost every character except for one, like the one person of reason, you know, there's always the one guy who says, destroy the thing so we can not do this. And everybody else is like, no, no, you know, and I thought that was interesting about, uh, primer as well. They're very similar in the in the the human greed and arrogance that they both took advantage of their versions of time travel for the same reason, you know. Um, but the idea that they had a, a camera that predicted the future, you know, or let you see the one one frame of your future, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I, that's what i think is interesting about you know just using that that device of time travel because we always see oh again you're being pushed through time mm-hmm. versus you know you're staying put where you are but you're having something kind of give you a glimpse into what's to come and like I said they're trying to avoid it but in reality they're just kind of walking right into it 
thinking, oh, well, we're going to we're going to outsmart this thing. And it's like, yeah. well, n- no, you're and, not. And then they become slave to it, you know, but mm-hmm. in, 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 uh, by choice, initially, they become slave to it. And then by by uh, force, you know, and in several ways, they become slaves yeah. to this this version of time travel. And then I love when when the one person who knows the kind of truth about it comes in and tells them the truth, they literally reject it so hard shit happens right you know and then like by the end of that by the end of that movie i'm just like yeah yeah like yeah i could definitely see all of this legit happening like if, if somebody had this thing this is almost 100 percent how the shit would go you know and, and that's what i was saying when when i was talking to you about it. i was like i like that because it kind of gives you somewhat of a relatively realistic idea of how you think it would happen versus again a lot of other stuff that we see you know it's just set there to kind of fit a narrative like the time travel is just a device but there's a bigger story that time travel just has to fit around where for this movie like the time travel you know is a device but it's also kind of the you know the destination as well yeah like it's this is all of it instead of just like this is a component of it yeah it's the fact that it showed you how you're going to end up in 24 hours and just like but it no at no point did they go maybe we shouldn't do it they just said okay at first it's an acceptance of oh okay well we already know this is going to happen so okay and then after that it became Oh, okay. So now we have, now that we've been shown it, we have to make it happen, or else nothing happens with it. And then it just snowballs from there. But at no point, and, and this is where I thought the 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 hubris came in was that they thought they were controlling it, or at least the one mm-hmm. character thought that they could control and manipulate it. When in fact, they were just making it all happen. But because they were fucking with things, they at some point they didn't see that they were just causing it to all happen. You weren't, they were only reacting to what they knew they were going to do. Therefore making everything happen to themselves, but then thinking they could change it because they knew ahead of time, things were going to change. It's like, no, you're not, you're not changing anything. You're just, you, you're just following the path you're shown. It's kind of silly, you know? I think, I mean, that also goes to show human arrogance. Oh, yeah. You know, you know we, we think like, oh, well, you know, we are smart. And that's the thing, too. These are just regular ass motherfuckers. It's yeah. not like these motherfucking scientists or anything. Scientists, at least, you know, there's a little bit of like, oh, maybe maybe it makes sense because you're a scientist. And you think this, and you you know, you go through your theories and, you know, experiments and hypothesis. Whereas we're just regular motherfuckers, you know, with yeah. a gambling problem. Yeah. And and here we go, thinking we're gonna outsmart this thing. You yeah. you got a gambling problem. You're not outsmarting anything. You got a problem. You're a junkie. Yeah, and then and then of course it just all goes wrong from there. And that's what I thought was just funny about it. It's just like, well, maybe if we don't do this, and then the one guy's like, no, 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 we have to do this. I'm like, but why? No, no, we have to. But literally, we don't. No, we have to. You know, it's just so. And then like just, but I, I think back to Primer because that movie fucked with my brain because I watched it, you know, as I was going to bed. Uh, that night you told me about it and uh a short movie was it like 100 and 117 minutes or something you know not even two hours or 107 yeah. minutes real short yeah and, i was gonna say 107 it was it was very very short yeah and i watched it uh via youtube i rented it on youtube um 
which is pretty pretty decent, like three bucks. You know, you can just rent virtually anything. Um, and that one, like, I love that the time travel is not technically ever explained. They just made a thing that caused time travel to happen. And like, and by the way, not a good movie. Like, it's like as a movie, it's not good. <laughs> no, it, it's clearly. I mean, I know it was a low budget, like super low budget indie film, and that, that was clear. And it's from '04, so it is what it is. But this dude, uh, Shane, uh, I forgot his last name, that came up with the idea for it, also helped on Looper. Um, you know, helped them work out their time travel causal loops and stuff like that on Looper, which was interesting. Uh, but the idea that these two dudes do just work for some tech company and they're just trying to invent a thing. They they came up with the idea to, that uh, I guess it was supposed to reduce the mass of an object, basically, for whatever reason. And I guess the idea was it was either they've discovered it was like aging the thing so much that its mass disappeared. They thought they were just breaking the laws of physics by reducing the mass, you know. Um and then that whole weird thing about the mold is just like that was that was weird in and of itself. But I, I guess you know that was their way in. Um, but like the more it, I actually uh, I went to the wiki because on the wiki they actually have a a map of the timelines that has been updated as of March of this year. Like somebody's still breaking mm. down the wow. the time travel stuff. Um, and the best way it could be explained was that just given given the way it works so they create a machine that you put shit in it while it's in it it's technically however long the machine has been running since it turned on you can send something back in time that amount of time you know they flip it on 6 a.m they hop in it at noon sit in it for six hours they wake up at 6 a.m you know the same day and so they come up with a scheme to send themselves back in time and play play stocks basically. But the one thing I never understood about it is how were they ever going to bank on it? Because they just kept going. Like it, it, I guess at some point they just thought they were in a singular timeline, which they kind of make it out to be. But by the end of it, you realize there's no way it, they've, they've come out of this completely unscathed. Um, because the first like mind fuck was whenever he, he takes when, uh, Abe takes Aaron, to the U-Haul, which, by the way, was shot in Texas, which I thought was funny. Um, all these Texas movies just keep coming up. So he takes him to the U-Haul place and kind of leads him down this thing. Like, uh, we need, like, a place where we have climate control and all this stuff. And then he look, oh, look, a U-Haul place. And he's like, okay, don't get mad. And he's like, what? And he, and he said, here's the binoculars. And then there's Abe walking into the thing to go do his first time travel experiment or go back i don't either way it gets a little fucky at that point because at that point it does what yeah. back to the future does where they've gone back in time and now they have to avoid themselves and basically do a whole bunch of shadowy bullshit and then at some point they just end up back where they started i guess in a way but the machines were one-way machines so if somebody was in it you couldn't use it and then I was going to say the clever way they get around that later is, is interesting. But um, also I love the just like PVC fucking cage with some shit strapped to it. That was the best props I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like time travel. It's just a PVC cage with some plastic wrap. Climb in it. It's fine. And that's, that's where our problems have come in is like, we've always thought time travel travel had to be super complicated when in reality it just took some PVC and, 
know, a couple wires and yeah, literally know, not even a control box. Travel happen. Like the, the device they create <laughs> like at the beginning and put it in the, the box, so to speak, it looks complicated. It looks like something real. You don't see fuck all after that. It's just literally like PVC cage and you yeah. crawl inside it and it makes a weird noise. But I like the idea that like they added some real time to the time travel. We always think time travel is going to be instant. You yeah. know, you go through a portal, your, uh-huh. your machine pops out the other side. Hey, baby, your spaceship travels across the universe. You going to bed? Yeah. Okay. I'll join you here in a while. Love you. Yeah, yeah. I do. Sure you do. <laughs> I do. Okay, bye. Good night, baby. Um, but this one, they actually had the real consequence. You could only go back as long as the machine was turned on and you had to sit there for all of those hours, whether it was six hours, 12 hours, four fucking days. You know, and you had to bring the right amount of food with you. You had to bring oxygen because everything's going with you and you're in a sealed thing. You know, it's fucking yep. crazy. And... Uh, the real the real mental stakes of doing that where like they just they've gone so many times they don't know what day it is and then they think shit is changing when it's not and they're like wait wait and they're watching like a, sp- a game and he's like hold on wait a minute this game isn't going to end here they, they don't have enough points and they're, and they're like oh wait never mind never mind they get a they get a free throw and then a, a penalty and then they go okay yeah so like they're they're going through so much it's fucking with them but the you know they're doing it for monetary gain quote unquote yeah time it, time travel well, profits it, well and that's the thing that i i kind of like about this as well is that it it had a sense of realism and ideal of like you said with the time travel it wasn't just an instantaneous thing but also they weren't doing things because of the way that you had to kind of operate the device of time travel you know you had to wait out the time that you're going to you know, this wasn't something where it's like, oh, you know, we could jump two weeks into the past or into the future. Yeah. You know, it it had a sense of like, okay, if there is a thing of time travel, some doof figures it out in his fucking garage or storage facility, you know, it, it you know, it isn't going to be like a snap of the finger and you end up in, you know, tw- you know 2074. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're going to have to actually earn that travel yeah and i think that's what's what's important about you know something like this is that you add some sort of sense of realism to a thing that we don't really know is real yet so you have to kind of make it tangible mm-hmm. in some way yeah and 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 the funny thing is they did it so low budget but made it work was was funny like i mean so in game you get crazy pim particle portals through the past with with yeah. with the temper with the quantum gps fine they just made all that shit up but they could get anywhere they wanted in time and space um and then get back home which is really what they wanted right and in doctor who you have the tardis it technically doesn't even really move anywhere the portal just ends up where you want it and you just step out you know even though it's technically a spaceship it doesn't really move through space very often or it can but usually when it's going through time it's just appearing and reappearing you know wherever it needs to virtually instantaneous um even one instance where it landed inside itself and caused all kinds of fucking problems um because technically the tardis should not be able to land inside itself that's you know it that's that's about as fucky as as 
as uh, this movie was, but they also believe that time is completely malleable and it's not like, a, as they usually say, a, a strict progression of po- from point A to point B. You know, you, it's basically like time exists everywhere always. So, like, you can have an effect on things, you can change something, and then you could see what happens in the future, and then you could just kind of fuck with it a little bit depending on how far you go with it. You know, and then you see consequences of that, but the TARDIS protects you from that. You know, same thing, kind of like what I was saying with the DeLorean. It seems like there maybe there's some type of field that, you know, once you use it, kind of protects you a little bit past that because you see things change, but you don't see people change anymore. Like, Marty doesn't accidentally nearly write himself off when they're fucking around in 1885. Like, he could have easily, like... Fuck something up with it. With what was it Seamus, his his uh his great 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 grandfather? Oh, Seamus McFly. Yeah, Seamus McFly, which was weird because of, in that timeline he was married to his he was married to Leah Thompson, <laughs> which still a lucky man. But yeah. either way, um, but uh, the fact that interacting with that family back then didn't fuck up anything for him in the future. You know, they had bigger stakes like saving uh, Clara so the ravine doesn't get renamed. You know, fucking with the Griff, uh, not Griff, what was this? Uh, Mad Dog Tannen, whatever his. Mad his, Dog Tannen. What, yeah, whatever his actual name was. I don't even remember. Buford. That's what it was. I'm surprised I pulled that out of my ass. Um, but, uh, like, you see bigger reactions. But what I would have loved to have seen is the changes to 2015 after fucking with 1885. Like, we see the, we see the mild effects in, in 1985. And then should have seen some of the effects in 1955, but we never go back there. Kind of sad. I actually enjoyed 1955 in that movie. Um, it's just it was just a calmer time, you know. <laughs> but um, but you never saw Dire Straits, except for what they went to 2015 to kind of fix. You know, they wanted to just make sure his kids didn't end up in jail by you know bringing Marty in to play the part of his son, which was a little weird. But uh, <laughs> but then you also get the effects at the end of three that change two the you know the ending of two, so it's just weird because they get protected from the changes of two that should be to themselves, but in the future now it's unwritten, you know at the end they're like yeah you can you can do whatever and then there's oh god don't get me started on fucking Terminator uh, Terminator's time travel and and the fuckiness there. yeah. But uh, well, I I, th- I think too with Back to the Future, and just considering when it was written, and and you know again it's a lighthearted film, you know essentially, I, I think you know the bigger point that they're trying to make, you know I don't know actually what their fucking point was when I really think of it. I've watched that movie a million times, but the thing is, you know we talk about Doc not really being affected by any of it. I think that's more so just a matter of poor writing, yeah. you know, because Christopher Lloyd, though he was, you know, a main character of the movie, he wasn't the main focal point of the movie, despite being the inventor of, you know, the time machine. He, he was just the catalyst yeah. to the story. Whereas, he, he was you know, a plot Marty device. Was, yeah. Yep. You know, Marty was basically everything that needed to be done. I mean, and, you know, even when we go to the third one and they save Clara Clayton so you don't get Clayton Ravine, but now it's called Clint Eastwood Ravine. Yes. You know, that, that's how a big is, effect. Because how is there no effect on Clint Eastwood in the future? Like, you know, a, Clint, a yeah. Clint Eastwood that they have no proof ever lived at that time is now dead. And now it's called Eastwood Ravine. 
And then God knows what else they changed because they blew up a train that never blew up. So we don't even know what would have ha happened there. We don't know that that train had any positive effects in the future on its own, but we just destroy it all willy nilly, you know? Well, I mean, you know, also when you start playing with time displacement, because now you have Clara Clayton, who's married to Doc Brown and they have kids. It's like, you know, you they, they, like none of that should there should be some kind of fuckery going on in, in the universe. Like Doc, you know, would always say, oh, that will create a paradox. It's yeah. like, motherfucker, you just created a paradox. But But here's the weird part about it is because. A person who is originally from 1985, who has now traveled back to 1885, changed the past that should eventually catch up to him somehow through time displacement or the ripple effects into the fact mm -hmm. that they, like you said, have kids. So he's now affecting his own life and future in the past. But then now they're time traveling everywhere. They got the train. They go to the future with the kids. And now they just go wherever the fuck after that. They have a TV show eventually, or a cartoon rather, you know, where the kids yeah. mostly, mostly star. Andy rebuilds the DeLorean for the fuck of it, I guess. Um, that means he had to go find another DeLorean at that time and actually build the time machine again. But I guess, you know, he could have gathered up all the parts. But uh, a, an interesting sequel would have been like somebody else finds the remains of Delor of the DeLorean, figures out what it is, and builds another time machine. That would be like the 1993 reboot, basically. Um, you know, but yeah, but yeah, no, the idea that you could fuck with time so much, but like only benefit from it, like it, it was only in the the in the bad version of 1985 where did Doc see any issues. But the funny thing is, in that version, they come back to 1985. Marty's been killed by Biff and, and buried. Doc has been committed. No, so, No, George has been killed. George, George got killed. George got killed. Marty's dead. But I thought they, I thought they tried so, to kill Marty. Marty was in private school. Yeah, I thought that was a cover for it. And they actually had killed Marty. And they were, that's why they were surprised that he was still oh, alive. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because he he reveals that later. Yeah, that they had taken like they were like, why are you back? You know, they should have been in private school, but basically they they uh, yada yada their way out of that version of Marty and Doc in that universe not being around. You know, and of course yeah. in that version, Doc never invented a time machine or anything because he got committed at some point in like the late seventies or uh, early eighties. Um, so. You know his his lab and everything. Even though they he has his garage, it's just some garage now. It's you know he doesn't shouldn't have any of his equipment, shouldn't have anything, which it seems like he doesn't. No. You know it seems like it's basically what's left over from 1955 before that, and it's just a wreck. And then that's when they realize that oh yeah we fucked up. Like it's like then but they, then they find out they didn't fuck it up. Someone you know that's when they found out that Biff did, but uh. The fact that, once again, Biff put himself out of existence in the future, but in changing everything, the DeLorean itself should have ceased to exist. Doc and Marty mm -hmm. should have ceased to exist. But, like I said, there had to have been some plot armor there based around the DeLorean's own existence that kept them from truly being affected after the first movie. Because even Jennifer completely became a different actress. I mean, that was a hell of a multiversal change <laughs> yeah well it that's the thing too with that it's like okay so 
you know, stick with with the second one. Mm-hmm. Biff goes back. Old Biff goes back, gives the the sports woman act to young Biff. And the the thing that just, you know, of course, they just, you know, kind of bullshit their way through it. It's like, OK, he gets the sports woman act. He starts winning, you know, and he becomes a millionaire. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so you still play with the ideal that, you know, she marries George McFly and still has the family. It's like, that should probably not even be a thing, though, you would think. Well, if, no, if, you be- know, the game is just her ploying for money or, or him buying off, buying her off for love. Yeah. But the way they wrote it is it still happens. He kills George and, yeah. you know, it, 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 I mean, it's sloppy writing. Well, no, because it makes sense because all of that takes place after the dance. So the almanac and all that, like, so the changes to the timeline don't happen until after the dance. So he's already been punched by George. Marty's already done the thing and all that. So the the idea that they ended up together was still there. But I love that their sibling or the the brother and sister disappear entirely. Um, No reference of them ever again. into yeah yeah actually no there, there's literally no reference to them ever again after that um so yeah no, he the, the the brother was mentioned in some capacity the sister in, well, they wasn't they were they they were in, there in, in the end of the first what? one they were they were there at the end of the first one and possibly right at the beginning yeah. of the second one maybe but i think it was just the mom and the dad in the new positive 1985 so 1985 two technically speaking because three happens in two you know, new timeline rewrites. So, but after that, the brother and the sister, I don't think are ever seen or mentioned again. Um, because I remember so you do, you, you do see the brother, you know, when they come back mm-hmm. at the end of the first one yes, and everything's kind of, and the cool. sister. Yeah. And the sister. Yeah. And then the second one, I thought they're in the future because the family all gets together. No, uh, I, no, I it's just, the, at least the sister was there. No, it was just Marty's family. It was Marty's Marty's direct family and the mom and dad. No, no brother and sister in the future. Then why am I remembering her old like the the sister old? That I was don't Jennifer. The brother ever again? No, the the only people. No, who, I, I know she was old. Yeah, the only people who came to the house was uh, mom and dad. They're they're the only ones. Maybe who, I saw her in something that was old. Maybe because you know it was basically just Michael J. Fox in makeup except for uh whoever was playing jennifer uh at the time yeah yeah and uh, uh elizabeth shoe yeah elizabeth shoe that's right i always forget which one was which but they uh <coughs> excuse me but yeah they they basically just write those characters out almost like they just aren't important enough because you know when you're hearing mom and dad said back and forth it's marty's kids talking to them and then Jennifer's not yeah. there. She comes in as young Jennifer's trying to leave, you know, coming in with more food for for the little get together. But yeah, no, I don't, I'm pretty sure the the brother and sister are never talked about again, which is which is kind of funny in my mind. It's like, well, they were there. We just don't bother with them ever again. They're like they're they're tertiary characters at best, right? You know, we care more about Griff or uh, Biff's gang in in the past more than than anybody else, right? Uh, or than the brother true, and sister. True. But uh, but the idea that, you know, they, they rewrite so much shit, they come back to whatever timeline it is. In theory, there's another version of Doc and Marty at every time they come back. But when they come back to the, yes. per- the perfect future, there's currently 
and this this is the fucky part because it's the next morning after the 1955 adventure. Yes, that Marty has gone back in time. That Doc is dead, but he also gets up and he goes away into the future. But then it sort of all cycles back in on itself, assuming that other changes have not happened now to the past. So that's that's the problem. It's a total closed loop. At least the first movie is a total closed loop. After that, it gets wonky. But um, yeah, yeah. but the fact that at no point does the DeLorean cease to exist in any changes that happen between 1955 or 1985, you know, it never ceases to exist or else Biff would have not been able to go back in time, you know, paradox, blah, 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 blah. That's the problem when you get into these paradoxes, which is crazy, which I love the fact that Primer purposely set up a paradox to happen. And that's when they prove that paradoxes won't happen. You just get a new timeline. So that was, yep. that was interesting. Well, and you know the new timeline you know is, is what kind of gives us our whole multiversal mm-hmm. flavor you know to to a degree because again it's like okay if if dante of you know 1989 makes a decision to stay in flint michigan you know but then i go back in time you know and you know and, and fuck with something there mm-hmm. you know I'm not going to be able to come back here. Yeah. Like, like if, if, if I come back to 2023, I'm not in Millersville, Maryland now, you know, this is somebody else's house, you know, and now it's like, well, shit, where do I go? How do I go somewhere? Oh, I'm a, I'm a man displaced. Yeah. You know, I'm cable, you know, I, oh, I'm yeah. Bishop, you know, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm all fucked up now I'm stuck in, in 1989 having to fuck around with, you know, young Dante, who's dumb as fuck. <laughs> and and his you know two brothers who are just following his lead because you know well they're dumb too yeah but it, it, it all gets very very goofy and that's why I, like i said with primer i like and even time lapse they kind of play with it in small increments mm-hmm. versus doing these big chunks about because as small as it can get yeah chunks, when you do the big chunks it that's where it starts to get very slippery i mean even uh project almanac they were kind of moving in a direction where they were doing small chunks and then it just kind of went off the rails and what they were doing with their with the small chunks they were those small chunks were having big effects like the kids went to travel um and you know try to win the lottery but they fucked up one number so they didn't win like the big jackpot but they won enough mm. enough to still change their lives but you know and and you know doing that kind of in the small pieces because they only went a few days it was like okay not a big deal but then they started really fucking around with it and the movie got a, a, a little i didn't hate it but it just started getting very i think about it when i used to write as a kid i would start off so strong but i would get to a point where i got bored mm-hmm or impatient and then i just started getting sloppy like with the ending like you have a good first part second part and then once you get to that end it's like i just want to be done and that's how i felt like project almanac went there's just like we just want to be done with this shit yeah like we, you know we had a good first act and second act and the third one was just like i'm done i'm out of here yep it, just it, give it to him you can see a lot of that does definitely happen and i mean it happens so often that you write yourself into a corner especially when you're doing something this when you're trying to do something grand on a small scale, 
and you end up writing yourself into a corner because you have a big idea that you're trying to write small and you can't help but make it bigger by time, no pun intended, you know, and then you're like, okay, now how do I get out of this? You know, it, it and you know, the funny thing is, uh, because, uh, Dragon Ball Z also has time travel involved and the way they handled it. And at least in Z and again, in super was that, you know, when, future trunks comes to the past to try to fix things the only thing he manages to fix is that timeline but it has zero effect on his so it's actually a new branch timeline which we find out is technically illegal and is supposed to be fixed by the gods but because they're lazy as fuck they don't do anything but then they even in that point they try to fix that future from happening in their current time thinking that okay a god can fix it and the god's arrogance proves that they still can't fix it even when they manage it you know, they, they fix the immediate problem so that it can't happen for them, but it doesn't change what's happening in the future. And they keep jumping back and forth for rest because, like, we can't do shit. The bad guy's stuck in the future, but he's still destroying everything. So we got to come back to the past to get some respite. And then we'll go back and try to at least fix the problem there. And I like the idea that in that version of time travel, no matter what they do in the past, it's not fixing anything in the future for them. It's like they can only just get away from it basically you know and and they can fix this timeline by knowing what's going to happen you know and that that part you know that i guess that comes into what uh time lapse technically did you know we're gonna we're gonna fix yeah. we're gonna fix the future but that in this case it's literally knowing events far enough in advance not you know not not 24 hours where you're like well, no, it's like when you've got like five years or 15 years of advantage, you're like, okay, here, I can bring back medicine. So it doesn't, you don't die from a disease you don't need to die from, which ironically came from the future with Trunks, which is even funnier. So that means that Trunks always had to come to the past. But in the one trip, he never brought the medicine. So therefore it killed everybody. So whatever, um, <laughs> you know, and then they caused Cell to happen. So, you know, the same time machine gets used by the bad guy to come to the past. And now he's stuck further back in time and looking for shit that he lost in the future due to him being also from another timeline where the androids got destroyed. So, like, they really start fucking with that timeline, but the solution can't be found in fixing the past is going to the past for your to just solve your current problem because your future can't be fixed by anything you do in the past, which is also what Endgame did. It's like, we can't fix our past here you go to the past you know that past is now your future you know it's like you stay there that is now your timeline that's where you're going to stay but if you come back it has no effect on on your current life you know like i like the idea where that is the solution not the back to the future you're jumping in and out of the altered timeline where you can only come back to your you know unchanged timeline Basically, it's just multiverse hopping at that point, right? In, with time travel. Yeah. So, like, the idea that you could go back and... Or, say, go back. But, like, jump to another universe and see what you of that universe did with not moving from Michigan. You know? Or uh, or any of the or any of the bigger moves you made in your life. You know? What if you just, you know, never ended up with, uh, with Sarah? You know? What if it was just something else? Who knows? Yeah. You know, what if I joined the Marines like I, like I had planned to do? You know, uh, would my life be different from there? I'll tell you what, I'd probably be dead in Afghanistan if I'm going to be honest with you. But um, I was just about to say, like, that was 2000. I, I could have gone into the Marines myself, man. 
ended. Yep. So that, that was 2000. So I would have been going in once graduated and I would have been directly into that war like a few friends of mine did. And I saw what happened to them and they were on the front lines like uh, and I was not going to be a frontline guy. I was going to be the guy in the back listening to the listening to the coded communications and, you know, doing whatever. But, uh, you know, I think about that. I was like, okay, what if I did marry my high school sweetheart like I had planned to do, you know, and all that kind of stuff? What ifs? It's all the what ifs, you know, and that's a pretty decent show yep. on Disney Plus. But, um, you know, as it goes, and like see, seeing that animated actually is a little nice. Um, and, yep. But, yep. Uh, but yeah, also that's just what happens if you change this. What happens if you change this? But the one thing that was interesting with Primer is the fact that while they were technically creating new timelines, which I don't know, people keep saying they created new timelines, but if they created a new timeline, multiple versions of them wouldn't be in it because it would just be the original that left and then the new one that ended up wherever, in my opinion. But that's just the way I looked at it. It's like they're looping back. But if it was a new timeline then I don't know how you end up with multiples in there because you wouldn't come back to that timeline. You would come to a different one entirely because by the end of that movie, there's three Aaron's and two Abe's in the final timeline. And they're all just there. Like, that's the thing is like, they, they, none of them disappear. None of them pop off to go do, go do other timeline stuff. They're all there technically speaking by the end of that movie and that's a that's and no paradox for having multiple use in the same timeline so with that even you know being an ideal it's like again there's got to be some kind of consequence you know i mean again this is just just in theory because i mean like you know like i said we don't really know but you imagine you know there would be some kind of disruption mm -hmm. of some sort Where's the TVA? Yeah, yeah, that, that's where the TVA steps in. Say, okay, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> like, like there's six of you here. Yeah, yeah. This um, when Owen Wilson shows up on a jet ski to fucking beat your ass. <laughs> you know, send send you to the end of time with your other variants. Um, but like, it just you, the fact that there were no real consequences other than if you fucked up in the time travel, like coming out too early or you didn't bring the right amount of supplies, we saw what happened to, you know, the physical ramifications. And even the one guy who uh, came back without their knowledge and ended up there, uh, which was an interesting way they shot that scene. They're talking about a character that you don't see. They're just like, yeah, did you see him? Yeah, it looked like he was scruffy. It's like, you just drove by that guy. You notice he had like three days worth of scruff on his face? No, fuck off. It's dark. It's night. And he was in a car by himself. You didn't see that shit. But like uh, the fact that they're like, okay, how did he get the time machine? How did he get back here? All this other stuff. And that was a, a cog in their plans that they didn't you know, plan for. But I like the idea that that movie got away from just the greed and then turned into the arrogance, but also with the plan of we're going to fix things you know, by the end of that movie, there's there's some issues that we need to fix. Um, and then I guess we... And that's the only way I guess they technically got new timelines, by the changes they made. So I don't know. It's like, that was, that was the weird part. It's like, you, you change the timeline, but you still end up with multiple U's in that same timeline. So I don't know. It's, it's, that's, uh, that's why that one particular movie is a bit wonky that way. 
but like yeah. t- time lapse, there was no alternate timeline. There was just the same timeline you just happened to be able to see into your own future. It was like at that point, yeah. you can't avoid that shit. And that that's where that one. It's like it's it's a tricky one because it's like it's not necessarily time travel in the traditional sense of what mm-hmm. time travel is, but it is you know playing with you know the future and 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 being able to see. So maybe you know calling it a time travel movie is a little little too strong, but it still plays with the elements of it. Yeah, um, I mean images th- are, are transported through time. Technically, yeah. So, so I mean, it, it's you know, I guess, just terminologies, I guess, essentially. And, but the, it is time travel in a sense, and, and it makes, in, in a way, it makes more sense than going back in time. Technically, like, you, if you if you look at it as mm-hmm. it's seeing forward, somehow, yes. you know, it, you know, it's always the somehow. Maybe it's it's bending, bending things so that it's you know, and with a tiny black hole and it's bending reality around it's where it can technically see 24 hours in the future, you know, through around the lensing of the black hole. I mean, but I mean, it would have to, to have some type of effect on that, on gravity or not gravity on time. It would have to be some type of gravity effect. Like we learned in, uh, interstellar, you know, that that's probably the most realistic sense of time travel in the beginning of the movie, not yeah. the, not the end, but like the, the, the fifth dimensional, the fifth dimensional time travel shit, sure, you know, because once you get past our normal three dimensions, the next one would be time. You know, it's like once yes. we're past space, it has the fourth dimension has to be time, and only fifth dimensional being would be able to manipulate that to that degree. So, but beyond that, when they're playing with going near the black hole and they're traveling so fast, or just the sheer gravity of the black hole creates time dilation that's that's realistic time travel in our in our universe just immense gravity fucking with the literal you know speed of time around you you know uh there was um this the the show on uh hulu as well that I, i think i mentioned it to you called kindred yes and that fucks around with uh, time travel. I mean, again, the big thing that I just have issues with with some of the stuff is it makes for a good story. It makes for fun, you know, f- you know, a fun narrative. But it's like, you know, it's, it, it doesn't feel grounded. Yeah. Like with Kindred, you kind of jump into a story where a, a young black woman travels back to uh, okay. 1600s, I believe. Okay, yeah, I did see it advertised, and I watched the trailer for it. Okay, I just didn't get around to watching it. it. It's a good show. It, it, it's a really good show. Um, I, I started listening to the audiobook, mm-hmm. and it, it it matches up pretty well. So I do like when the book and and the show or the movie, you know, it, it you know it has its differences, obviously, but the world building that they did in the book is translated very well to the show. Oh, good. good. So, you know, as you're listening to it, you can see it the way that they presented it to you in the show. But even with that, the time travel, when it, when it doesn't involve a machine, I guess, uh, you know, some sort, it, it gets a little weird because it presents the ideal that, you know, this is a, a you thing. 
mm-hmm. because she would just disappear. Yeah. And then reappear in what would seem like seconds, maybe minutes, but she'd be gone for days or even weeks. And at some point, years. Yes. She's so, just, she's just jumping to another time period and spending however much time there and then coming back in the blink of an eye, basically. For, for yes. people in the whole relative, right? The whole thing is she's basically being sent back because she's on a mission that she's not aware of yet. She kind of discovers that she has to save someone because, and, and this is where it gets a little funky because, like, basically, if she doesn't save this person, then she won't exist. Okay. And, and, and it, it's, it's like, it's an interesting, you know, dynamic, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, you know where does it begin though because that's where you have to now start questioning things with time travel is like well if this is your thing where did it begin how did it begin because this wasn't always the thing you would imagine so it's like if she has to go back and save this person so that that way she exists how did she it would have come to, to exist to begin with it that's the way it always works is that it, it has to be a causal loop usually you know um something something has to exist for the sake of it existing but like in this case like she exists because her ancestor or whoever didn't die and the only reason that person didn't die is because she exists so the the only way that turns into basically it's a bootstrap paradox it's a thing that exists in and of itself outside of time and there's no there's no explanation for the beginning of it it just is and that's that's one of the more that's one of the more interesting time aberrations that I, that I like and when Doctor Who did it and explained it it was really interesting but um actually kind of Harry Potter did it to a degree in uh in a Prisoner of Azkaban with the uh time turner and then when he did the uh Patronus you know by the side of the lake the reason he yeah. The reason he knew he could do it in the moment is because he had technically seen himself do it. So like, but that that is also it. It's a it's a closed loop. It always happened that way. So it's same thing with with Kindred. It would have had to have yeah. always happened that way, you know, unless you know there was some manipulation somewhere else. But in which case, it still has to always happen. You know, you can't you can't get to point B without point A. And point A can't exist without point B. So, you know, it has to be the loop no matter what. Um, so I guess, you know, that that's a, it's an interesting idea regardless which one, you know, chicken and egg. But realistically, they have to exist. Yeah. They have to exist because of each other. It's like the chicken can't exist yeah. without I mean, the it's egg. It's a fun show. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I, I still recommend it, um, you know, that. And oh, then. Excuse me. I guess again, my big thing on things with with time travel, you know, you have the idea of you know machines or just individuals that move through time, or, or individuals things. that move through time through you know using loss as the example, mm-hmm. where they are moving through time because of you know anomalies in the Earth. You know, they they happen to be on a specific flight at a specific time, and this way they can get you know bumped back to 1977. Yeah, you know, it, it's like I things it was, like that. I and, thought it was because Ben. because Ben turned the big ship wheel in the ground. So that was the first time. That was when he went back. Then when 
when they had to come back when when the Oceanic Six had uh-huh. come back to the island, they all had to be on a flight together and at a specific time and it had to be this specific flight. They were gonna pass through and end up back on the island in nineteen seventy seven. Oh, that is right. The, they did end up in the, the past. In, in, I forgot about that. They didn't. They didn't end up. And yeah. I mean, that could have still been, you know, through causation of Ben turning the donkey wheel. Mm-hmm. Because if Ben doesn't turn that donkey wheel, that doesn't get that energy doesn't get released now, and you know that's not even a viable option for them. You would think, but I don't know. It, it all gets very, very complicated. And I, I love. The series Lost. Mm-hmm. I, I have it on right now in the background, just you know, because <laughs> I gotta have something on in the background. But I know a lot of people really, really hate it for one reason or the other. It's like that's fine. I mean, also it's popular just to hate things. I guess it, it's the cool thing is you know all the cool kids are hating stuff. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy, fucking relax. It's 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 it's, it's make them ups. You know, it's a make believe TV show. If you don't like it, move on. If if you like it, keep watching. But you know. I enjoy, and, and even with the fuckery that, that kind of went about with the sixth season, it, it was still one of those things where I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's uh, fine. Just play along. But <laughs> understand that this is all fuckery now. Yeah. And it's no longer time travel. Yeah. It's like the, the time travel aspect of that was interesting, like you said, because like they had to have always been there for it to happen once again. But I think the whole point of that series was everything always happened to get to the point that it was going to happen. And it was cyclical because like you got the numbers, you got different people over time who ended up on the Island going all the way back to Jacob and, and the man in black, you know, and the, 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 the way that story told, character development from literally almost all the way back to the beginning of everything and then you i mean it got very weird right at the end like if we're if we're super honest with the with the parallel weird parallel storylines that were kind of happening at the end there but then not but i mean i liked it and especially and then like a lot of people still argue about the end but you know that was the whole idea they wanted it to be somewhat open to interpretation but Mm-hmm. The the time travel aspect to it, the sci fi aspect to it, or or fantasy, whichever way you want to look at it, where you now you have a magical island that technically moves around, you know, and you know it, there's one or two ways where you can know where it is, and there's secret organizations that are built around monitoring the island, and different people who are from there or want to get back to there, and then all these other characters and how they all the and the whole show is relationships, which is all it turns into. And, you know, the the yeah. fact that, you know, the, the series, you know, itself is kind of a loop by the end of it because it ends and begins on, on Jack laying on his back in the jungle, you know, with the, yeah. with the airplane. You know, the, the whole thing could technically be a loop if it wanted to be. Um, and, it, you know, it's one of those great shows. And, of course, now we get uh, a show that we're both fans of with From which something weird yeah. is happening there. And I've not started the second season cause I haven't signed up for MGM plus for the seven day, whatever. But, uh, I, I got you if you need me. No, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it eventually. I just haven't done it yet. You know, but that show is, it's playing We're on doing the s- one month. Yeah. So well, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll, uh, maybe if they're not too fucky about it, like Netflix is, maybe I'll take you up on that. But, uh, but they, uh, that show is also playing with time and space and, and weirdness too. So 
um, in the same way. And God help me if that was somehow in the same universe. <laughs> they somehow tie it to I, the lost dude, universe. I, I, deep down, I feel like to some weird degree, because I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I don't, I don't know if it was you. I was talking to someone about the whispers and, you know, we knew that on lost, the others were yes. out there and, you know, they, they kind of manipulated that, but I don't know that you ever, I, I guess they said it was the, the dead souls. That was, was the whispers, you know, like Michael, you know, eventually, you know, pops back up, you know, when you mm-hmm. hear the whispers and then I think about from, and you don't have the whispers. You actually have monsters in the night. Yeah. You know, and that's what I always kind of connect those two. The monsters in the night are the whispers. Um, you know, so there's some weird connection. And I'm not saying that the shows are technically connected, but as I'm like thinking about it, I was like, okay, people end up on, on this mysterious town, you know, by no fault of their own. They're just driving and they end up there, you know. And they're stuck. And loss is kind of a similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they're stuck. And loss is similar in that where, you know, you end up whether you're on a solo race around the world, you end up there. Or if you're on a flight from Sydney, Australia to you know LAX, mm-hmm. and you end up there, you know, and in you know, just kind of a small spoiler for season two, you get a bus. I think they might have showed it at the end of the first season. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. There's the bus that shows up. Oh, okay. So, and I compare that to Oceanic Flight Eight Fifteen. Yeah. Oh, there was a so, there was a there was a thing. Shit, what show was it? Oh, it was Castle. Castle actually, because I guess it was it was only a few years after after Lost ended. There was an episode where they did a uh, where they had a problem on a plane, and it was Oceanic Airlines. And they didn't do. I thought they were gonna give it eight fifteen, but I think it was like four oh two or something. I was like, I was like, please just just go with it, and please give me a character named Jack just for the hell of it off off screen, you know, or or have Matthew Matthew Fox or whatever his name was off to the side somewhere, um, something, something. give me something, like, and because that that show was so influential in so many ways, especially Mm -hmm. with with just the storytelling. Like in writing yeah, characters, yeah. like fully fleshing out a giant cast of characters, like that's yes. nuts. That was crazy. Like, I mean, there were still plenty of bullshit characters that basically had no effect on the story. They were just victims of the of destiny, you know. Because even after everything was settled, there were still like twenty people who just didn't do fuck all. They just lived on the beach, you know. They had nothing to do with the other <laughs> with the chosen ones, right? Well, even with that, too, you still had, like, part of the main cast of 14 that were kind of, even though they were part of the main cast of 14, they were still kind of side characters. I mean, and when I say side characters, you know, they didn't have, like, a major impact on the story, but they may have had a connection to to another character, such as Claire. She wasn't a major, well, she, I mean, she birthed Aaron, and that was kind of a catalyst to season one, and, you know, all the, you know, they're, coming for the boy which ended up being Walt but you know you, you had Claire who was kind of a side character but it turns out oh spoiler alert it's Jack's half sister so she, oh, yeah, there's yeah, a connection but like she's still not really devastatingly important you know I mean she was so 
unimportant that they wrote her off for season five. You yeah. know, she disappeared for a full season. That's true. And then it comes back as a crazy woman. But, you know, you have characters like that. I mean, you know, you'd have Shannon and Boone yeah. who were important in their own right, but not really. You know, your main core as, you know, you know, Hurley would call them the cool kids was, you know, Jack, mm-hmm. Sawyer, Kate, you know, everyone who went on adventures. Yeah. You know, that was your core. And Saeed. even to, you know, some degree, yet yeah, Saeed, you know, yeah, you know, there's a, even a point where even when you start digging into that, some of those characters weren't really important to the core because if you had to say who's your main character who's this story based around mm-hmm. you could say jack you could say Locke, you know you could you could to some degree say saeed a little bit you know but at the end of the day they they did a wonderful job like you said developing these characters i mean you look at a character like sawyer from day one you see him as the asshole mm-hmm. he, he's the country boy who's got a bad attitude then as you start following his story you realize he's actually, you know, the bad guy with a heart of gold. Yeah. You know, you, you even see, um, I, I remember, was it season four? One of the pivotal points of his character is when he confronts Locke's dad. Yeah. And you just see this change in character leading up to that. But even after it, in the, the, the development that they did with that character to take him from the bad guy. And even Hurley calls him the leader at some point when Jack yeah. and Kate are missing. Yep. He's like, well, you're a leader now. You know, if you go back to episode two, where you meet this character and you finally get to hear him speak, it's like you're not ever at any point going to expect that guy to be their leader. You know, you're expecting that guy to be the troublemaker when a raft got set on fire. Yep. It made sense that even though he's helping them build it, oh, well, he is kind of a dick and he's a troublemaker. But you get that character redeveloped. You got Locke who got redeveloped. You had, I mean, the only characters that kind of sort of stayed the same but even changed a bit was Jack. And Jack only changed because once they got off the island, yeah, you know, there, there's the belief now, wait, he went from man of science to a man of faith. Yeah. And he's like, now I do believe. But everyone changed and they, they developed those characters from what we thought we were getting in the beginning. When we see these characters, and it, it was kind of a lesson in, in prejudice. You know, you see a character and you start judging. You see a character like Shannon. Mm-hmm. And you judge this, this character. Oh, she's a spoiled brat. But then you find out what was really going on behind the scenes. Yes, she was a spoiled brat, but the stepmom was kind of pushing the spoiled brat out. So she did kind of have to make it on her own. You know, you have Boone. You know, he's constantly reminding people, I run a business. Yeah. It's like, like okay. You know, but then eventually he becomes an adventurer and loses his life for it. Yeah. But he goes from this guy that runs a business to someone who's running through the jungle, you know, on adventures. Um, you know, so the way that they wrote that show and then it kind of affected other shows as you start watching other things. Yeah. And other shows trying to mimic it. Like uh man is it manifest? I think manifest. Yeah, the wi- uh, the wifey Maria, the wifey loves manifest and I can't stand it. It's it's I tried. Too, it's too much cheese. Yeah. A little I, too I much cheese. I, I tried to give it a full season and I just I, I think also my issue with shows like this, and Lost was the last one I did is when you start doing shows that go beyond 14 episodes in a season, yeah, you're losing me. Because you're, you're giving me a bunch of bullshit filler. Whereas, like, what I loved about the writer strike that affected Lost in season 
three or four three yeah. is you kind of got forced to 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 really really put that story together in a tight space yeah and give you all the meat they did it with breaking bad in that final season as well they they gave you all the meat and said look we only have so much time to do this so give them the yeah. story and it was like eight episodes like oh my god you know how much better a show is when it's only this many episodes yeah but we also had to wait a year to get those eight episodes that's oh yeah well that part sucked yeah well lost lost suffered the same way though because they were in the middle of that strike and so it was like Mm -hmm. three and four is when the strike happened and they had to recover so four and five were wonky and those are the ones that kind of turned people off but there was a time gap no pun intended between seasons that's where i got lost nope pun intended again yeah. <laughs> uh because i watched the first three until they did the time travel thing and then or right before they did the time travel thing and then i got confused like when i jumped back into an, an episode i was like i missed something and then it was years later when it was finally on netflix c- complete that i finally watched the entire series so like i saw i saw like the events leading up to you know when the 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 people came you know the not pennies boat the 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 whatever the guy's name was uh lock's dad uh, lock lock's dad's people Faraday. yeah all those people come into the island and yeah they were thinking they were going to get off the island and they didn't realize how bad it was about to get you know that kind of stuff and then that was that led up to a lot more of the the bigger plot things that happened right there but um that's where I left off, and it was probably a good six or seven years before I watched the entire series, and then I would rewatch it every five. Like at that point, I was like, I need five years on my reset of Lost because it's just it has that big of an effect on me. Is I got to come back to it here in a bit, basically. But I'm well overdue now, so might might binge it here. But there's so many damn things to watch now; it's kind of hard to spend so much yeah. time investing in an old series except the fact that i'm doing it with castle right now but i'm in the eighth season so i've only got so much left um yeah that's well, another one there's something that they said like a few years back well not even a few years back this was kind of recently they're like if you go back and watch everything from the last three years all the content that's been created because mm-hmm. there's so much now it'd be impossible for you to watch it take you they came up with this this ridiculous number of years of how long it would take to watch all the new content that came out from 2018 to 2021 mm-hmm. and it's like there's just so much stuff to keep up with i mean hell even me with doing so you like horror when, when i have to do the episodes for the decades it's tricky because i'm going back to watch old shit and there's new shit that's coming out that feels like yo uh, have you watched this? We gotta watch this. Can we do an episode about this? And it's like, dude, I gotta watch fucking Sus- uh, Suspiria. You know, I gotta mm-hmm. watch Rosemary's Baby. You know, I got shit to do, man. It's like, you know, and then you know, even catch up with the newer stuff. It's like twenty twenty three. So twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Horror fans are eating good. Oh yeah. You know, there's so much horror content, and that's just one genre. You know, that's yeah. not even thinking about TV shows that you got to keep up. Fantasy, sci-fi, drama. It, it's, it's like comedies. You know, everything is so, like, compact now, it, like, packed in mm-hmm. that you don't have time to go back and binge your old series. Like, I, I like to go back and watch Lost. I like to go back and watch Breaking Bad. You know, every so often I want to jump into The Sopranos, and it's like, fuck, I don't have time 
to do all this and then also turn around and say, hey, now I got to go watch, um, you know, uh, all the Evil Dead movies, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, or I got to turn around and say, hey, we're going to do a Friday 13. You know, we haven't done a Friday 13 episode now, you know, but now I got to go watch fucking however fucking many of those are what 11 12 at least 11 yeah they so you know when it comes to the ideal of you know trying to catch up on anything and binging it it's almost like you either have to say to yourself i'm only committing to this and this alone Mm -hmm. for this much time or you can't do it because (laughs) you you'll drive yourself crazy trying to keep up with stuff i mean fuck you you just just told me the new Black Mirror dropped, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I thought that was next week, and and now I'm pissed because Sarah and I we won't be able to watch anything tomorrow because my teammate he's making his MMA debut, so we got people coming over for that. Saturday I'm recording with some chick from Australia, and then Sunday I got to move Colompton to that day. It's like fuck, <laughs> like we can't watch shit this weekend. Damn, that sucks. I'm gonna get so I'm gonna watch the whole fucking series and come back and mock you about it. <laughs> Fuck! I'll be just like, post a spoiler episode. Yeah, just, just like motherfucker, you get to watch. The, I'm like, I'm telling you, this first episode, like the the fifth season, was already pretty fucky. Like, just everything about fifth season of Black Mirror was crazy, and like they're not doing anything too absurd, like time travel, for instance. But like the all mm-hmm. the virtual reality stuff, the fucking the dude, the episode where where you could block people. That fucked with me. Like, you know, where you could visually, like, somebody blocks you on Facebook, but in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how that fucked that guy's life up so bad. Like, just because his ex-wife blocked him, or his ex-girlfriend blocked him. And then the whole thing with thinking that he has a kid, because her kid is now blocked by association. So he assumes it's his kid, but he can't check. You know, and like, everything about that show is so fucked up. But, and then, like... And and the funny thing is, like, Ricky hasn't watched it, so I told him he needs to, and he's like, eh. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to fucking watch it, so I need you to help bully him into watching Black Mirror. Um, Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, no, no. We're doing an episode now. We're going to do a So You Like Horror episode with Ricky and I. Okay. So uh, I'm going to shoot him a message now. Hold on. Yeah, there you go. He's getting the message right now. He's about to get (laughs) fucking annoyed, but but he was like, I'm in. (laughs) It's like, like, I can always count on Ricky. It's like, if I, if I need an episode and it's kind of like that, like zero hours, like, fuck, like, Ricky, we need to watch this. He's like, I'm in. I'm That's, like, funny. Okay. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Like, like, you're the best team player. There you go. But yeah. Uh, and then uh, Mike, you know, also in our chat somehow has never watched Black Mirror. I was like, dude, fucking watch. I told him what it was about. And I, like, well, in general, because it's kind of hard to tell anybody what Black Mirror is actually about. And he's like, that sounds awesome. I was like, yeah, I've only talked about it since I fucking binged it last year it's like it's fucking fantastic it's like even the wife likes it and she doesn't like anything that's not just like either hardcore crime stuff or you know bubbly feel-good shit you know she's good you know you know how women be (laughs) it's like like they either trying to figure out how to murder you in the worst possible ways or they're watching the most bubbly shit that you don't want to have anything to do with but then somehow in between they'll watch something completely like very heady and nerdy and they'll be 100% on board. Yeah. That's like that movie I told you about, Vengeance. Like, neither of us knew what we were getting in with, mm-hmm. into with that movie, and she really enjoyed it, and so did I. I was like, I was like, we had no idea what we were getting into, and that movie ended up being really good, like, for 
what it was, you know. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an important point that you made there, though, too, is like for what it was, because I think a lot of people go into movies and series with an expectation of whatever because of who a writer might be or an actor or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like sometimes just go in, just go in. Don't expect nothing to just say, oh, for what this is, it's really good. Like Phil and I just watched a movie called Killer Kites with a T. And we actually that's the episode I'm putting out on Friday for So You Like Horror. And, you know, we joked about it because it's like for what it was, it was fun. It was a good movie. If I said to you, hey, Shoki, you got to watch this movie and then you watch it, you'll be like, what the fuck did you make me watch? But the thing is, if you go into it knowing these guys aren't taking themselves serious, they're mm-hmm. having fun with it. So for what it is, it's, it's just a, a indie film with some friends with, with very, very poor special effects. Mm. So is, like, is it? It's not Birdemic poor, bad, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, so, so <laughs> I, you know, funny thing is, like, because you said that, and I remember watching. I don't know if it was Nostalgia Critic or or one of the other uh, reviewers on YouTube, and I remember them talking about some movie where kites were the were the not villain, but thing that was killing people somehow. Is that that's because I, uh, I may I may have watched either they were talking about it in passing or there was a full review and I just like turned it off because like what the fuck is this? But I mean like <laughs> if it's that kind of oddball I might watch it just for fun like because I do have I have enough free time that I can justify doing that for one afternoon or while it is for sure a fun movie is worth it for the fun fun factor alone I um. Well, it's available on Prime for 99 cents. The guy who wrote it actually sent me uh, directly. It's funny. He could have just told me, hey, just go to Prime. It's 99 cents. I, I would have paid it. Mm-hmm. He sent me like the direct link with uh, the password and everything on Vimeo. And we watched it. I was like, okay. I, like, I wow. felt cool until I saw it was on Amazon for 99 cents. That's cool. Now I'm like, man, I'm not fucking cool. You save me a dollar, sure. Look, but look I would have paid the dollar. Look at you having directors sending you shit. For a really know, basic right? ass movie, but still, it's more than ever, anything I've ever gotten. But no, uh, his other movies on Tubi. Oh, okay, yeah, I might check. I'm like it's I'm, uh, Sorgator, Sorgators, I think. Oh, I okay, I'm I'm kind of on board. <laughs> I will tell you, like, just you know, a couple more things before we call it a night here, because uh, it is getting late. Uh, one movie that fucked me up as a kid that was kind of a, a horror horror-esque movie that was definitely low budget was I think I think it was just called Slugs mm-hmm. and that movie yeah. fucked me up because the one of the earlier scenes in the movie is like somebody in a bathtub and then like it fucking they come up through the fucking pipes and they just like eat the fucking person in the fucking tub and I remember it just being like a remotely fleshy fucking skeleton and then I saw that when I was like four I probably should not have seen that but you know <laughs> Yeah, you definitely should not. No, that was random because I don't even know why that was on TV at all. I think I was just watching some random shit and like changed the channel, and there it was. So I was like, oh, I want to see what this is because I remember seeing some of the earlier scenes of the Blob, the first the Blob, mm-hmm. when I was a kid as well. Yeah. And it was a, and the only thing I remember about that is there was a kind of a sex scene in a car. That was the part I remember mostly, and then they got eaten by the fucking Blob. Um, and I remember my uncle being all like, yeah, you see what he's doing there? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like sticking his hand <laughs> in her shirt and shit. I was like, 
okay. And I'm like, I'm like four or five. Once again, probably shit I should not have seen as a kid. I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies or scary shit when I was a kid, so that was it took a while to get into that. But the um, what was the other thought I was having? Oh, um, a silly, a silly quote unquote horror movie that I recommend people watch because it the premise is so fucking stupid is Rubber. Yep. Uh, you know what I, I'm talking know, about. <laughs> I know of it. I don't think I've seen it, though, but I am well aware of it. I've seen at least half of it <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. Hey, I'm like, is this real? <laughs> it's like, what am I watching? Hey, if, you, if you want, let's let's do an episode on it. Oh, I guess we can. I mean, we could, we could do that. We'll like, just do more podcasts. More podcast. That's the name of the game, look, right? Look, man, I like, I'll be recording... Was it last week? I think I recorded like every night for like five straight nights this week. Like this is the start of another run. Yeah, it's like Jesus Christ. And, 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 and the like the fucked up thing about it, it's like because the, the lady from Australia said to me, she was like, um, "Like as much as you do a podcast, and you get paid for it." I was like, <laughs> "Girl, no. ain't nobody paying me for this." I don't even listen to. I don't even listen back to half of them. When I do Kalamtan, I don't listen back to them. So I don't even know what the fuck I be saying in most of those episodes. Like I'd be drunk or high, and I just like I'll get like a text from someone's like, "Dude, that was funny." Which is like I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. but I'll take your word for it because you know. Yeah. By the time you get to the questions Kalampton. at the end, is funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, the questions are hilarious. I need to write in uh, to Kalamtan one day. That'd be fun. Um, yes, shoot some questions because uh, Steve's girlfriend doing the questions sometimes gets questions because there's a there's a language barrier for sure. So she'll ask a question. It's like, th- like I don't think those words go in that order, dude. Like, <laughs> like, 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 you, like you can't even translate your own girlfriend. Like we should not have her doing the questions right now. That's fucking funny. That's actually really fucking funny. Um, speaking of questions, guys, if you have any for our show here at Now You Made It Awkward, you can write into Now You Made It Awkward mail at gmail.com because I had to have a longer email address than Nerd Rage. Um, that was my goal. It's like, I got to have a longer email address than Nerd Rage. We haven't got to write in in a while. We do have occasional comments. Uh, things slowed down there for a little while. We had a couple regulars that were always writing in and then they kind of disappeared there for a little bit. But, um, Either way, also do the like and subscribe thing both to this channel and then, of course, go check out Dante's stuff uh, over there at Off the Mats. Uh, so you like horror and, of course, my favorite, Columpton Beer Club, um, which I will be sending you guys some stuff. I'm still gathering still gathering beers because, like, I figured out that some of the beers I bought on the road, you know, when I was up there, we do have down here. So I was like, well, now I feel stupid. I could have not <laughs> driven halfway across the country with some of these beers. Oh, and... uh I forgot to remind you. Well, I might have reminded you last week when we talked about the uh, the beers I I let I tr- let you try at the party. The one that tastes like uh, Baja Blast and yeah. the cotton candy one. So I mm-hmm. had I had another one of those the other day, and I was like, I drank a whole one of these like twice, and then I'm like, Yeah, I did. Like, but but by the time I'm like halfway through the can, I'm like, Okay, yeah, it's like I get it. I'm I'm a whore for the Mountain Dew stuff. Um, which I'm out of my alcoholic Mountain Dew now, so I don't know how I need to fix. I, I missed, I was drinking like one can of that a day instead of regular Mountain Dew. It was like, I just need my little 5% alcohol kick, you know, it's all good with some caffeine. Five, five is okay, five percent is okay, you know, it jump starts the day. 
Yeah, I mean, this is basically what I was doing. I'd get home from work while I'm while I'm just bullshitting around the house. I drink one of those, or I pull out an IPA or something, or you know, I just drink a bunch of tequila while we're sitting here talking. And I don't even feel it, so that's good. Um, it's I like that's my second Nyquil, so we'll see how that works out while I'm fucking with us. Uh, so you like horror in a minute? <laughs> uh, I'm sure it'll end well for you. I actually got to go throw on my fucking CPAP and go to fucking sleep. Um, of course, uh, go go check out all the other shit we normally do. You know, there's, there's all the links down below, guys. It's fine. And, of course, I want to thank Dante for coming over here and basically uh, continuing our other episode. This is really what it is. It's just this is a sequel. I'm actually going to call this uh, Now You're Off the Mats. Um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a continuation of that episode, really. So, you know, it is what it is. So if you if you depending on which way you listen to this. <laughs> you know it's like either this one's going to be first or that one's going to be first either way go back and forth because we had a lot of fun talking on that other one i know we got really kind of like super nerdy on this one with time travel stuff and uh i guess if you've listened this far tell us your favorite time travel theories or concepts or movies or whatever in the comments because that's always fun because some people are hardcore like back to the future people and then you have whovians that believe that everything's timey-wimey which is fine. I'm down for that too. So either way, guys, we will yeah, catch. Duh. Yeah, we will catch y'all on the next episode. And uh, since you're you're new here, Dante, I'll tell you, we end it with just a K bye. So we do a pause, and then we just say K bye. So, uh. and with that, K bye. Rolling up, Uber, black Cadillac, high heel boots, and a sexy body full of tats.